Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs, and we are your hosts on this Tuesday Takes on Takes edition of the show, recording this thing just a few minutes into the legal tampering period of free agency. So hopefully we can stay on task here and, and give you guys a good podcast. What's going on, Kyle? Oh, hey, sorry. I was watching the uh, the timeline for the tampering. <laughs> What did I miss? I blacked out. Nicely done, sir. Nicely done. Um, you missed me saying welcome to the show. We're going to do takes on takes. Oh, okay. You know, that's one of the luxuries of you always doing the intro is I get to try and plan like some irritable, annoying way to come into the show on a daily basis. And that one hit me like <laughs> two seconds before you kicked it over to me. Um, here's something that just happened. Greg Olson taking the job with ESPN. So I oh, can't wait for him to be in the booth. Yeah, he's awesome, man. I love listening to him talk ball. So, uh, talk about an easy upgrade over, uh, over Jason Witten, but also a big loss for the Panthers who, you know, they, in one off season, they're going to lose Greg Olson, Julius Peppers, Ryan Khalil and Thomas Davis in a make or break year for Ron Rivera. You know, you know who else this is a big loss for who all of the talented folks that have been working in media that could probably be qualified to do this job. Oh, you're going to pull that card, huh? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure he can't be any worse than Jason Witten, but I am very sour about the Jason Witten thing in general. No business having one of the most illustrious play-by-play or color commentary gigs in all of sports just because you played last year. So you want somebody who's been on lesser games if you will to have been get to get that promotion i mean that's kind of how the natural progression of career advancement works Mm. instead of just fast tracking people just because they played what if you can play and you're good at talking about football well listen it's the sean mcveigh thing in broadcasting we're all chasing chasing the coattails of tony romo and i get it and maybe it's like hey maybe tony's like the exception not the rule stop trying to find the next tony romo Hmm. Interesting. Just get good guy, people with good broadcasting knowledge that that have been on television and understand the game of football. I mean, there's plenty of folks over at ESPN that do a wonderful job of doing play by play or color commentary that I'd be perfectly fine with. Even former players, but they didn't go right from playing on the field to calling games on Monday Night Football. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I guess if it wasn't Kevin Johnson, I can probably get on board with that. Shall we? Shall we? Yeah. Let's let's get weird. Did I say Kevin Johnson? I meant to say Greg Olson. You said Kevin Johnson. You a... clearly have the Bills <laughs> on the mind. Who are going to the sign Bills Kevin just Johnson. signed some shitty first round bust from four years ago, and oh, that's please. all you can think about. You've no. just been you. I was talking to you in the pre-show. You couldn't even be bothered to listen to what I was saying because you had to get your Kevin Johnson takes out. I guess it's time. So it's your... is is it out of your system, or do we need to hit refresh and is, go back to square it... one? No, I'm I'm good here. It was an obvious slip. I, I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up, but if you want to mention the comments that you made yesterday about Drew Hose, Rosenhaus and how you completely took him out of context 
regarding the Bills. We can I was talk just about reading that. a ver. I was, took a verbatim quote that I had read on my timeline. Yes, so it I'm was not about the one Derek that, Carr. It was about okay, Derek I, Carr. <laughs> you took it out of context. I didn't take it out of context because the what I read on the show was what I read on the timeline. Right, and but it, it was, was posted really? like, okay, oh. then that's I apologize, but you it know had what? Nothing to do with I, the Bills. I mean, it's there's there's a translatable correlation there, but well, he went on whatever. to talk about the Bills, so that that would did those he? Com- yeah, he did. And how that you feel he, better? It's not that I feel better. It's just that I want to set the record straight because we put bad information out there on our podcast. You know, that's what all I think right. of that. Well, all right. Kyle takes on sour. takes. Kyle sour. All what right. am I sour about? I'm not sour about You've anything. Been going after the Bills for weeks. Because I know it, it because I know it irritates you. Yeah, but you're like the Bills are really honestly like the most benign team in the AFC East to me as a Dolphins fan. Like I don't even dislike the Bills really all that much because we've both been irrelevant for so long. Like the Jets, they went to the AFC championship game a couple times with Mark Sanchez and the Patriots are the Patriots. Like if you weren't a Bills fan, I would probably never touch the Bills. But because it's you, you. You do, but you bring out the worst in me. Have bad, have bills takes, but like have good information. I just explained what happened yesterday. Oh, I mean, do I, do I I always take things out of context? Are you going to yell at me tomorrow for saying that Frank Gore's 50 years old when he's not actually 50 years old? Like I did on the timeline this morning. I digress. Well, actually Kyle, he's 36 years old. No, it's a factually incorrect statement, it's, and it's, it's you have a a big desire to push buttons regarding the bills. Your and, buttons. Well, it's weird. It's kind of weird. I don't push buttons regarding the Dolphins. It's we have good. Di- we have legitimately <laughs> good discussions about the Dolphins and players that would fit their team and why they're going to build their roster a certain way. And I, and I don't have those conversations with you privately. About the bills. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. But the you're outward, just the, the public, card. the public perception is that you're always shitting on the bills. Yeah, every chance every... you get. When I have good discussions with you, uh, uh, both publicly and privately, about the direction of the Dolphins. Every good story needs a bad guy. Yeah, uh, you continue to play the role. You continue to play the role. I'm just trying to get some takes out here. Yeah, I can you tell. You keep lecturing your dad. Dad's lecturing me over yeah. here about my right. my conduct on All social right. media. Villain, you're you're just going to be the villain now. Ben Perrin, he says Blake Cashman is this year's Telvin Smith, smaller linebacker whose game is based on speed. Will go day three and earn a second contract with his team. Okay, I'm going to compartmentalize this. We'll go day three. Yeah, probably. We'll earn a second contract with his team. Yeah, I can see that. No reason to debate that. Smaller linebackers games based on speed. Yeah. Is he Telvin Smith? No, he's not Telvin Smith. I think Telvin Smith's nose for the football is pretty spectacular. And Telvin plays much more above his weight class than what I, I took away from Blake Cashman's tape where he's a really good blitzer. You know, he he's a crash slash uh, defender coming into the line of scrimmage, but he doesn't. I don't think he plays with that same level of intensity and ability to discard blocks that I've seen from Telvin Smith going all the way back to his college days. Is he that small? Six one two thirty seven at the combo. C- Cashman? Yeah. Yeah, he does he just didn't get off blocks. Oh, okay. I haven't watched him yet. 
I mean, he's a smaller linebacker because he's short armed. He's got one of like 30, you have his. Yeah. You, I was gonna say you got his numbers up right now. Uh, well, What's his wingspan? Just deleted him. Just as soon. No, as you as got I... your history up, right? Yeah, yeah. History. I got it. Give me one second here. Uh, thirty. In, yeah. Wow. Thirty and yeah. one eighth inch arms. Yeah. Eight he's got three quarter hands. My God. No length at all. So that <laughs> that really shows up, and it's like the dude made a ton of splash plays, but it's because. <laughs> They weaponized him coming off the second level, but anytime he's forced with or faced with contact, he doesn't do very well, in my opinion. Wild. Uh, John, take for Joe. Uh, he said that AB wanted. This is one you reported. Oh, I, rep- I yeah. reported this, yes. Who deleted this? Who was the person that deleted this take? Uh, some random dude. Okay, all right. Um, but John CC'd us on it. And then the original dude deleted it like, <laughs> immediately afterwards. And I texted or I, I sent John a, a tweet and I said, yo, this has been deleted, but you could still report him if you want. And John said, man in question said all Antonio Brown wanted was money. And Tom Brady is actually the worst teammate. Tom Brady undermines the medical staff and coaching, that kind of stuff. It was a real stinker. I figured it wouldn't make the cut because it was so bad, but you'd get a laugh out of it. <laughs> Is he, did, does he mean Ben Roethlisberger? No, he means Tom Brady. What? Uh, okay. Because so, of the TB12 stuff oh, and all geez. that shit. I don't know. I mean, I, if you're a bad teammate and you win six Super Bowls and you're regarded as the greatest quarterback of all time, has anybody ever spoke bad about Tom Brady that's ever played with him? This is a really unfounded comment. I'd love to shit on Tom Brady, but I'm not really able to based on this information. Um, Joe, you need to take a page out of my book and just twist twist the facts. I tried to, but you see, I that's not my brand. <laughs> that's not my brand. I wanted I wanted to make sure I was correct in my commentating. I don't know. That's a terrible take. It's terrible, unfounded take. Go win six Super Bowls. Go. What he got? He's gone to what? Nine. Nine. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he's the real cancer, real problem for the Patriots. Uh, Alan Fisher says. This is someone else's hot take. I had to share with you. Adam, let us know who said this crap. He said, Brian Burns stinks. Don't drink the poison. He'll get stood up all day long in the NFL. Uh, so this is not Allen's take, correct? No, he, all sure he I'm said is this is, right per- this is someone else's hot take. So your your uh, target is someone else. Well, Brian Burns ain't going to get stood up. I'm going to stand up the ass hat. whoever said that. This is nonsense, and I'm moving on. JJ. Penny Hart will be the next Wes Welker slash Julian Edelman type slot receiver. He will be a lucky quarterback's most reliable weapon for a long time in the NFL. Hashtag takes on takes. Couple Hall of Famers there in Welker and Edelman, right, Kyle? Now shut up. <laughs> you know I'm kidding on that. <sighs> so Penny Hart has about 50 times the athletic profile as either one of those dudes, right? I mean, <laughs> To be completely honest with you, I mean, we're talking about two of the more nuanced slot receivers in the history of the game and Penny Hart, who's been a gadget guy um, and at Georgia State. You know, like I think that's a big projection to say that, like to say he's going to be the most reliable weapon for his quarterback for a long time. I do think he has some appeal because he is athletic and he did some really good things at the senior bowl. But I'm going to I'm going to pump the brakes on comparing him to two of the most nuanced slot receivers the NFL has ever seen. Uh, this one comes from Joe Romano. Uh, whoa, there we go. Okay. Takes on takes. Can't help myself with these. Denver is going to take all six feet and seven inches of Tyree Jackson 
early in day three because Elway is in love with tall quarterbacks and they have a need behind uh, Flacco with the Keenum trade. Joe's a good dude, but this is fake news uh, because Tyree's going to be going before day three and Denver's going to draft a quarterback earlier than day three. Ooh, that's a, yeah. that's a take on take right there. I you like wanna, the first, Do you want to do that? I do. I, the, yes, yes, 100% to um, Tyree's gone before day three. He's, yeah, he's going on day two, whether or not I agree with that or not. And I will say that Denver does not draft a quarterback in the first oh, round. Oh, you think they've, they've shifted? They're fully committed now. To I do. I do. Joe I, Flacco. It is. It's the, it's the Flacco. It's the, the Elway thing. I don't think he's ever going to blow it up. He's going to believe he has enough talent to win right now and try to gear up and be mediocre under Joe Flacco. I really believe that. We'll see. What I could a, be wrong. What a, what a dumpster fire his list of like quarterback transactions is, isn't it? Like, I gave Elway grief. It was probably like two months ago, and people were like, well, you know, he brought Peyton Manning in, and Peyton won a Super Bowl in Denver. It's like, yeah, the, the ghost of Peyton Manning with the noodle arm worse than Chad Pennington missed half the season, and you guys won the Super Bowl. I'm not giving him credit for signing Peyton frickin' Manning. I'm sorry. This next one's wild. Yeah, I was I was actually hoping I could give this one to you, but then you jumped on my take. No, no, you can still have it. This is yours. I don't want this. I don't want this to start. You don't want to go after Andrew Siliano at all? No, especially about food. I don't no, I yeah, I'm fine with it. I just <laughs> I, I don't have a burning desire to go first on this take. Okay, okay. Uh he goes You okay, yell at me. Oh, look at you. Trying Come on, to, Dad. All right. Getting chippy here on the Draft Dudes podcast. <laughs> What's that? Well, never mind. I'm not going to say it. Andrew <laughs> says probably the best. Whatever it was, probably the best. Leave it out. Andrew Siciliano. He said, milk? What? Milk rune cereal. If I wanted soup for breakfast, I'd make soup. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Sean, Sean turns me. Sean Lovegrove Sean's says, commentary is the best. Takes on takes. This, this is, is egregious. egregious. Hashtag National <laughs> Cereal Day. All right. Go ahead, Kyle. Um, yeah, I disagree. There's different kinds of cereal eating experiences. <laughs> and some cereals are better dry. Some are better with the milk, and some of them you eat the cereal, and then the milk that's left over after the cereal's been in it is the best part of the cereal. I'm talking to you, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So I, I guess that's my immediate reaction is uh, it depends on what you're eating, really. But don't compare it to soup. It's not soup. Mm. What a weird comparison. I mean, that's, I get it. You're eating it with a spoon right, in a bowl, but I mean, I'll take a sip if give you tell me, me what you think of this take. Give me a four-finger pour on that uh, comping cereal to soup. Oh, my God. Now, now, what's what's your favorite cereal? Um, Man, I guess Cinnamon Toast Crunch, um, but I don't I don't eat a lot of cereal. Um, here's the thing. Here, I got I to gotta comment here. A couple things here. I think it's weird if you drink something with cereal. Have you seen this? I know two different people that pour a glass of juice while they eat a bowl of cereal. No, conflicting ideals. You what? can't do no. it. What are we doing? <laughs> if you what want something do- to drink, just dip your spoon in the milk <laughs> without any cereal, pull it out and drink it <laughs> off the spoon. I've seen it happen twice. I've seen it happen twice in my life, and I was floored. Uh, second of all, do you remember a discussion we had 
sometime in the last couple of years. It was, and I think it was either Jeff Kavanaugh or Dane Brugler. They were talking about their cereal eating strategy is that they have a bowl of cereal, something they pull cinnamon toast crunch, have the milk, you know, whatever. And then when they get done, they don't drink the milk. They pour a different kind of cereal in there. So they might switch yeah, to frosted flakes or fruit loops. That is crazy. Yeah. Can't I think do Dane Brugler does that. Dane, Dane is one of the, he's on my Mount Rushmore of active draft analysts, but not active cereal eaters. I can't justify that at all. (laughs) Monster. Uh, William Smith. My pick for the saints is Hakeem Butler. No, no way they will have spots after free agency. Uh, Saints trade up to the 50 to 45 range and take Butler hashtag takes on takes. I'll tell you, it's really difficult to think about targets like this for teams without a first round pick. And I, I see the appeal. I'd love to get another weapon for, Drew Brees, um, maybe that's a tight end. Maybe that's a wide receiver like Akeem Butler. Maybe that's a running back if they lose Mark Ingram in a free agency. Maybe they continue to add pieces on defense. I, I see what you're saying here. I don't know that I can comfortably say yes. I think that the the Saints will go all in and try to move up for Akeem Butler in the second round, even though I think he'd be wonderful with Drew Brees. Saints going to go out and sign Cameron Wake this week, by the way. Oh, really? I'd wow. be devastated. You'd have uh, to hate Cam even more. I don't. Do you think, I don't hate Cam. Well, he played for the Dolphins, and now he's going to the Saints. You're not. You're oh, legally not no, allowed to like no. him anymore. Are you kidding? This would be terrific for my brand if the Saints went out and signed Cam Wake. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, admitting that Marcus Davenport cannot help them in the window with Drew Brees. <laughs> give it to me. Give me the Can't, move. Do you want my Cam Wake jersey? Yeah. No, well, no. I'm getting the Saints one. Do you have one? You have a Cam Wake jersey? Yeah, Dolphins I do have a Cam Wake. Yeah. Wow. Um. I, I guess 98 I, if, sacks in, in yeah, if there was Miami. A, man. If there was a Dolphins player to get a jersey for, like, in recent time, it'd be Cam, right? Probably. For sure. Yeah. Like, he's the recent Dolphins great. Like, the Kyle I mean, he's Williams. Been the, he's been the face of the franchise for yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, good player. Did you know he jumped, like, 35 and a half, or 45 and a half inches in the Yeah, I did know this. Wow. I told you this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fun a fact. Little known fact. Uh, is this, this one goes to you? Or, it's coming to me. It's coming All to right, me. good, because this is wild. Uh, Zach Steigerwald, he says, not only will Zion Williamson be the number one pick in the NBA draft, he would also be the number one pick in the NFL draft based on athleticism alone. 6'7", 285, go get the quarterback and block every punt and field goal. Hashtag takes on takes, hashtag NFL combine chocolate starfish. This is wild. Um, He would most certainly be overdrafted on his potential. Right? Like a guy that size, phenomenal athlete. One of the best athletes that I can remember watching in recent memory across all the sports. But number one, no, he could, I don't even want to say he'd be a number one draft pick, like first round draft pick, but he would bring home the NFL Combine uh, Draft Network Chocolate Starfish Award for the biggest wingspan. Which we still haven't figured out who it is. No, we need to do that. Okay. Alex Smith, avid fan of the show, Washington Redskins quarterback, Alex Smith, uh, at the real Alex Smith, because there's no (laughs) H on the end. Uh, There will be a player drafted in every round from NC State. Hashtag takes on takes. Bradbury, Harmon, Myers, Pratt, Finley, Jones, Prescott. Interesting. I, I, I can get the first six. Yeah, man. Bradbury in the first, Calvin Harmon in the second, Jacoby Myers third, Jermaine Pratt fourth. Maybe you flip those two. Ryan Finley in the fifth, Tyler Jones in the sixth. 
I think you lose me here with Prescott in the seventh. I don't see any appeal with him at the next level. A very clumsy blocker. Um, and maybe there's a different player that could go in the seventh round for them. Maybe uh, is McLeod. that running? Do they have a running back that's out this year? No. Because that back that they have is pretty good. Yeah, I know. I think he's back. Um, I just Mc- watched Prescott this morning. McLeod, the corner. They have a punter there. I think those are more likely seventh round picks than Prescott. It's interesting. That'd be fun. I don't know if the, that is that ever happened. I don't know so if if it has somebody. That's a great me, question. Cool. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, Kyle from Michael Christopher. He says if the Jets are unable to trade out and they stay at three, even though bigger need is edge rusher. Quinn and Williams tested elite in his game tape. All right, his game tapes are elite. It'll be hard for the Jets to pass on him and draft Josh Allen instead. Yeah, I agree. You know, the the better value here is Quinn and Williams over Josh Allen. I don't think there's any question there. Uh, what do the Jets do with Leonard Williams, who's been floated out a little bit that they might be interested in moving on from him? I think it'd be dumb to do that. I'd take yeah. them both, man. Just right. load them up inside and just cre- create chaos in the middle. But um, I think this is an accurate take, but I don't know if this is an accurate take as far as projecting what the Jets will actually do. Joe, this was weird. Remember the the Rams signed Fowler last night? Yeah. And like the Jets had been one of the teams tied to Fowler for what since the end of the season? Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, it's, I mean need obviously need and availability. We expected Fowler right. to test the market and, and, and there's need. And the cash that yeah. the Jets had, like yeah, they were team connected, they, you know, people through those lines. And then he went back and I said, "Oh yeah, this potential blow to the Jets, you know, potentially interested in a a free agent pass rusher. And I've never seen more Jets fans just flock. Be like, actually, none of us wanted him at all. He stinks. (laughs) I was like, where were you guys this entire time? Like, I've been reading, like, the headlines and reading the stories. And, like, there's no Jets fans, like, pounding the table saying, damn it, don't do it. You're going to ruin the team. He can't sign him. That's no, that's just what happens, right? You shift gears, and then you remember everything you didn't like about that person. And oh, it's almost like you and Antonio Brown. What? <laughs> what? You're all that Antonio Brown for like an hour. You had to for a minute of my <laughs> life. For a minute of my life, the Bills traded for Antonio Brown. And yeah, you have, they did. At some point, you have to sit there and be like, well, let's hope he's really one of the best five <laughs> receivers in the NFL and he's everything Josh Allen needs. That's what you have to do, Kyle. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Couldn't be me. Your team, you never woke up in the middle of the night and found out that the your team traded for Antonio <laughs> Brown or signed Terrell Owens or traded for Sean Merriman. It's the stuff I've been through. You want to sit here and talk about Miami swinging big and missing? Mario Williams. And Dominic and Sue. I didn't miss on Sue. They just gave up on him for no reason. Well, I mean, he didn't. He, he was nowhere near the pass rush. He was in Detroit. No, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. We didn't. We didn't pay his sixty million dollars to come down and be a one tech dude. Jason Devin Bush was more impressive at the NFL Combine. Okay, let me read this again. <laughs> Devin Bush was impressive enough at the NFL Combine that John Elway will lose his man crush for Drew, Drew Locke and take him number ten overall. Ten. I mean, I, I I don't hate the idea of a linebacker for the Broncos. Um, they haven't really had a, a truly like dominant second level guy in a long time. You just right now, this right tackle thing is just 
in a really bad place for for the Broncos. And so if Jawan Taylor or Jonah Williams are there, I, or even Cody Ford, I feel like those would be more, more I guess, better options. Uh, I'm not sure there's going to be a corner they're going to love there. Um, so it could, I mean, it could, it could be, it could be, I would be a little surprised, but right now I think the value and need is going to be at offensive line for Denver. Uh, Kyle, all Michigan, this is from Jeff Jackson, the second, he says all Michigan combine participants will be drafted by the end of day two, except Zach Gentry. That would actually be an absolutely terrible. That was absolutely, that was an absolutely terrible combine. Rest in peace. Are you reading the timeline instead of the take? No, I just fumbled. Because I, I may have had the timeline up on my other screen when I tried to read mine. So I didn't know if we were like experiencing oh, the no. same technical difficulties because we're like <laughs> distracted by the breaking news or, no. or what. But uh, no. okay, let's see. Michigan Combine participants after drafted by the end of day two. This is Winovich, Gary, David Long. I think I can sort them by college Bush, right here. Bush. They didn't have anybody on offense, did they? Uh, the whole list. I have the whole list. Are you ready? Yeah. Devin yeah. Bush, Rashawn yeah. Gary, yeah. Zach Gentry. Here's yeah. the wild card. Karan Higdon, David Long, White. Oh, uh, Chase Karan Higdon. He yeah. ain't going day two, is he? No. Yeah, so this is fake news. It's a good take. It made me they think a little have, bit. Two, four, four out of six, right? Yeah. Four out of yeah. six. Yeah. David Karan's, Long, I didn't need to watch him. He's, a, he's day two? He's a, uh, I think with his testing, he probably helped himself yeah. a lot. Yeah, corners that are athletic. The and especially coming out of that that defensive system, like they're pretty advanced as far as their coverages and, and how they mix stuff up on the back end. So I think he'll probably do really well on whiteboard stuff. Okay, we got three more. We're going to turbo, turbo round them, Joe. All right, let's do it. Uh, Big Apple Sports Podcast. What a great way to get us to plug your show. Yeah, we fell for it too. On drafties. What an idiot <laughs> I am. God. <laughs> takes on <laughs> Takes on takes. Deontay Thompson becomes the perfect Landon Collins replacement and is paired up next season with LSU's Grant Delpit to form a lethal secondary in New York. I'm stopping there. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> that bastard. You almost got me twice. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for it. I was prepared to say, I'm Ron Burgundy. And then you just didn't do it. Um, I got like three words in and I was like, shit, don't do it. Um, uh, so what did that say again? You, no, you, uh, yeah, I deleted the tape. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're good here. Uh, so the perfect replacement, um, man, I think Landon Collins, one of the better safeties in the NFL. I think Deontay Thompson is a pretty good safety prospect. So, um, I like the possibility there. I think they're different players. I like Thompson is a one high safety. Collins is more of a versatile guy. Uh, I think you could play him low or high. Um, and my God, yeah, Grant Delpit's a special player. He'll be, he'll be a top five pick probably next yeah, year are, are giants going to be in a position to take grant Delpit next year well uh i don't know i don't know i they're gonna be a fascinating team to watch because i don't know what they're gonna do at quarterback if they wind up going with haskins this year or if they continue to roll with ey or what their plan is i have no idea but um you know on the list of needs that i think about for them right now i think safety is pretty low uh, because I, they have big holes at edge. They have big holes on the offensive line. Now, so this stuff could get fixed here in the next couple of weeks. Quarterback's an issue. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, obviously, any team would love to have Grant Delpit. This All right, was rapid. not, this was yeah, not rapid fire. Uh, here we go. At JJ at JJ Pierce 97. Due to the amount of quality free agent safety is available, it pushes an already barren safety class deeper down most teams' board. 
Well, free agency really doesn't affect the grades that you have on the players. So while teams may be less eager to pull the trigger on a safety in this year's draft class because of the quality free agent options, it doesn't necessarily change the player's grade themselves. So that probably won't push them down the boards. That's how it's done. Turbo round. Spartan Hounds. Seeing a lot of Butler Samuel comparison or suggestions for Pittsburgh. Replacing Antonio Brown's production with Pollard and Humphrey is interesting would require less draft capital. So this is a little spin on Ben Solak's pretty penny uh, bargain buy. I, I mean, go get a good player. I, I mean, I think there's a big drop-off in talent when you when you consider Butler and uh, Hakeem Butler, Debo Samuel, and then uh, we're talking about Troy Pollard and who's Humphrey? It, to, Tony Pollard and Lil Jordan Humphrey. No, no, no like do four, that. Eight. No, you got to get the good players. You got to get the good players. You, you need – you have a window with Ben – you don't have time. I mean, you don't have. You already have Washington and Juju. Juju's taking a bigger role next year. James Washington needs to develop. You need some guys that have some talent that can step in and help you. Like you don't have time to wait for development. So get go get the good players. Go get the good players. That's it. That's it. You know where there's not going to be any uh, bad players, Joe. Where on draft dudes tomorrow? Because it's going to be you and me. And we get some fun stuff planned, so make sure you hit subscribe. Come back and see us. Visit thedraftnetwork.com. Make sure you checked out Joe's Buffalo Bills podcast, uh, Locked on Bills. I started the Dolphins podcast last week, which is pretty tight. It's called Fin It to Win It. Much cooler name than Joe's pod, but I digress. <laughs> wow. Get, get, get your hot the takes for continue. next week. <laughs> get your hot takes for next week's Takes on Takes with the hashtag Takes on Takes. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I'm at Grinding the Tape. Come back. See us again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.